Hey there, friends. I know you've been waiting for a, for a while for the new High Cheese podcast, and, and I'm giving you a groovy new opening because first, I think we all need more grooviness in our life, and second, because the forthcoming podcast is a bit of a mess. Not in our usual kind of mess way. I mean, we're always kind of a mess. So I guess it's more in kind of a, a terminal patient taking a turn for the worst kind of way. That That's how the mess has become on this one. So what do you have in store for you today, you ask? Well, you've got hot takes from Justin Drummond, role play of Mal calling Mal into his office, Jesse being Fernando Tatis Barber, and a vintage role play you don't want to miss. Mal is on fire in his podcast, shaking his computer constantly to try to get it to work better. I try to force Mal to make a trade with Jesse live. And to fill in some of the rough patches here, we're going to give you a little taste of what the High Cheese podcast has to offer businesses and groups in need of advertising or public service announcements. But we begin with Mal eating a nice black and white ice cream. My goodness. Can you hear me now? Yep. Awesome. How you doing? About you. Doing all right. What do you got? What do you got going on there? Look at you, bringing it all back together, <laughs> black and white together on the same ice That's cream right. cone. <laughs> Look at you. So what, what was all about there? What was the big song? Ebony and I. You know, that's a good idea. I might have to uh, sneak out and grab a glass. Yeah, I felt like a day mm-hmm. that it was required. Some a I just bit don't of, want you know. beer. I don't feel like beer. I've actually haven't been drinking beer at all. And I don't really miss it a whole lot. I find as I get older that beer is more talk like wine is just friendlier if I keep it you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I love wine. I don't know. But for me, beer is like post hockey perfection. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else like you can't substitute there. But beyond that, yeah. Yeah, the, the jackfish haven't perfected the glass of wine at the ball game routine yet. So <laughs> no, no, no. There are ways away from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kid just got his cast off today. We had to go to Scarborough. <laughs> what oh, wow! The scar is unbelievable. Really? Yeah, I'll show flip you. That's what it looks like. Holy shit! <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's a beauty. Holy crap. I know. <laughs> you wouldn't think. That's bonkers ass shit right yeah. there, man. <laughs> I, I had that was for Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's Tommy John. Wow. <laughs> that's what I said when I saw that. I'm I'm just in awe of how like yeah. I always expected it to be something a little less intrusive. Delicate. A little more yeah. delicate. Yeah, this just looks like Brutal. The woman beside him asked if he was attacked. <laughs> <laughs> what has he got the scar on his wrist for? Is that because that's where the ligament comes out? from? Oh my they god! Take it, they take it from your wrist and then move it to your. Because I guess you don't really need it. I, I don't know why, but you still so, find so just that extra ligament. That we have. <laughs> you can do God's, without it. God's <laughs> nice like that. It puts like special extra parts, like your appendix. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pointless. We don't need that. parts of the anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad we couldn't use parts of the appendix for yeah, right, right. Tommy John surgery. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Just yeah. get that over with, that whole appendix thing. 
I think they're starting to learn that it actually has some functions. It's the last I heard. Strangely enough, it's funny that it's there. It's not completely. Yeah. Probably it was a purpose. <laughs> that's that's primetime humanity right there, right? Right. Yeah. Like just not. That. Yeah. There's no. Oh wait! Need. Oh, there is a reason for it. <laughs> We just hadn't thought of it. Turns yeah. out this whole only using one-sixth of our brain thing is a bit of an impediment. We shouldn't be so absolute. That's Jesse right. has arrived. We were just looking at pictures of uh, Mel's son's Tommy John surgery. Oh, it's gross. It's brutal, isn't it? That is terrible. The reality of, of Tommy John surgery is far less romantic than you might have been led to believe. <laughs> That's I don't know how romantic we the thought way we it was. Do, but... We just send them away, and then they come back perfect. I was yeah. just second one, just... too, you're saying, right? So well, it's brutal. It's like over scar tissue, I think, over the second time, I guess, too. Yeah, you had to clean it all off the scar tissue and all that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. oh wow. <laughs> Holy. Cool. Is he milking it now, too? Making dad do everything for him, or what? Well, I can barely hear you, what? I says he milking it now too, like getting dad to do everything for him. Like dad, I can't. Uh, oh yeah, that was yeah. Of course, had to shower him up and you know wash his hair in the tub. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't clean my room, dad. I can't yeah, do this, yeah, yeah. dad. Yeah, I do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened to the gamer headset there, Jess? Yeah, I'm scrambling for a headset anywhere. I had to like bust in my old um, cell phone. I headphones i had like yeah, that's some bad audio they were, yeah they yeah were. we're not getting the full jesse segwin no. experience this no, is well, like i'll disconnect um, and try to find better connection darren give me a second. Talk, yeah. talk so much yourself for a minute i'm gonna grab that uh, glass of wine quick okay so we've reached the first technical issue point in this podcast so this is where jesse goes away mal goes away danette will try to kind of surreptitiously deke around the camera to find Jesse's headset while this is happening. So this is our first opportunity. And when we come back, that's what we'll be talking about. But it's our first opportunity to kind of show you our skills and what we have to offer businesses and groups alike in terms of messaging. So here it is, public service message attempt by High Cheese. Hey there, friend. I'm Darren Clark, and I'm here to talk to you on behalf of people who don't want to wear fluorescent orange shirts to work every day anymore. I'm sure you've noticed this, right? Garbage men, construction workers, forced to wear fluorescent orange shirts to work every day just so they don't get hit by a car. But you know what's worse than being hit by a car? Wearing a fluorescent orange shirt up to 50 hours a week. So join us in seeking a less fluorescent reality for your average person. And remember our slogan, better run over than tacky. What action shots I have here. Jesse's got a Maple Leafs pillow in the background. It's very exciting positioned right in front of the TV. It also has kind of like a wedge cushion. I'm not sure why it has that wedge cushion. Looks like there's something on the table here. I don't know what those are. He's definitely got some fancy pillows that I could tell. Like if he was single, he would not have those kind of fancy pillows happening. That's 
probably a Danette thing. If I had to put my money on it, I don't know what he's got. Like, do you remember Poppycock? That was like uh, popcorn and peanuts and stuff like that. It's kind of got that look to it. Um, Danette passed by. That's never happened before. Oh, she found headphones. So that's that's interesting. And she found a cord. Also good. Um, yeah, Mel's had nothing going on on his side of things. Uh, I'll find out if that's actually poppycock on his uh, coffee table. We'll see if that's the case. This play-by-play Mel's drinking a large glass of wine. It's a substantial glass of wine. He's definitely yeah. amped it up there. Yeah. yeah. Nice to have you back. All the excitement was on Jesse's panel. There was there was other people involved. There was, uh, and I was given a detailed breakdown of his living room because I think I was trying to figure out if. Do you remember the food poppycock? Yes, like uh, so it was the, the popcorn and caramel, peanuts and yeah, caramel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that's what he has on his coffee table, which would be very unusual. Um, I give him an M's actually. Oh, there, see now your your voice sounds beautiful. Is that it what it does is? sound good? It's if that uh, was poppycock. That would be something. You know what? <laughs> I gotta I gotta say though, today we have to give full credit to Danette, who apparently is in charge of knowing where the gamer headset is. Yeah, yeah. you saw that crawling off the screen, I guess. She did go to great efforts to. Was not she trying me. to hide? Yeah, she was like, you "Oh, you're on camera," and so she just ducks down and crawls right. and tries to find him for me. It's not as not her happy. S- as they're right beside me. So it's, it's, if I only knew they were right beside me, I wouldn't have to that run around the house. Thing. You could tell it was right where he was, which is yeah. the ultimate guy thing to of do course. right there. So I had to run downstairs, open the cabinet, and go, it's right wow. there. So, so hey, you yeah. know what? We haven't done one of these in a long time. So I reached out to our boy JD to see if he had any big hot takes that were really really eating at him that he needed us to expound upon to investigate to explore so are you guys ready for some jd hot takes always here's here's a number one jay should trade bobichette before next season that's his statement that he wants you to react to the jay should trade bobichette before next season what are your thoughts for what yeah that's well, because Justin hates him. <laughs> he's, he's Justin is really. I know he likes developed a, a hate on. I know he likes Ryan Tapia. He loves he loves Tapia. Yeah, right? is he going to take over the hair? I guess in the in the city too. I guess you got one good hairdo for another, and he's Tapia takes over. It's funny. That's the old line, right? Like bad teams blame their best players, and I I get the frustration about Bo because he's casual on defense and times like just try to play like Cal Ripken and stop watching Tony Fernandez videos. Just try to be Cal Ripken, be a steady guy there. At so true, isn't it? I mean, you know, how but, many off balance throws unnecessarily does he make? Like, like just set and throw, you know? Hey there, friends. Have you ever had trouble finding things in your home that end up being located within a few feet of where you're sitting, sometimes even in your pocket? Well, have we got a service for you. The Where It's At app is a simple service that any married man can use when they have misplaced things like wallets or keys or gaming headsets. The app locates your wife, signals her your exact location with a reminder. Sadly, 
you have signed up for this. And within minutes, your headset, your wallet, your keys in your front pocket will be found. The Where It's At app. Buy now. Danette is standing by. Everybody back? Okay, I can hear you really well, Mel. Yeah, that, Jeff, like, it completely crashed. Yeah, you were frozen there for a bit. And now we can't hear Jesse. Well, right. Jesse gets his stuff to. <laughs> Is this going to be no. another one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> you didn't have to figure this out. Oh, Is this going to be uh, another one of those things? <laughs> we need like a tech. Oh my! Oh man! Oh mercy! <laughs> <laughs> wait, I thought I heard Jesse there. Jesse, wait, talk, talk now. Oh, his headphones off. That's that's off. All right, so we're we're it's gonna go now. south. <laughs> so, what do you think of the Bull Bichette thing? Well, Jesse's doing. I I think I think it's actually the wrong time to trade him because he's coming off a bad year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think uh, perhaps perhaps waiting till his value is a little higher. If you know, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the frustration with them. Like, I share some of Justin's frustration with them. 100%. I just don't think you're going to trade him. Like, if you're really looking at problems with the Jays, yeah, I don't know if he's top of my list in terms of things that are actually really impacting things. Jesse, you want to try talking? Yeah, can you hear me? Still really low. It's not good, no? There oh, there we go. go. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Not better? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's way better. You're back. I'm back. Nice. What do you think of what do you think of this Bobichet thing? Go oh, ahead. We were talking about it the other day, right? This is almost, I think, the exact time of the year last year where we said the same thing, where Bo has been really disappointing, and he wasn't hitting very well. He wasn't playing the field very well. And then he went off in the last month and a half of the year, and turned out to have a pretty good year. So, I think he's just kind of an enigma. He's kind of like the William Nylander of the Toronto Blue Jays, where he just always. That's- it's a good comp, actually. Same hair, you know, same kind of high risk, high reward, right? But then somehow at the end of the year, you look at him going, oh, he actually had a pretty good year, I guess, yeah, by all sure. relative to what's there, right? So, yeah. If there's a reason to trade him, it's the fact that they haven't signed him. So, right. I mean, they haven't signed anybody, which is, just, I mean, in some way, concerning. alarming, concerning, I would say. Concerning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, perhaps they can't. So that would be a reason maybe to explore it. Is the fact that yeah. he's not interested, or they're obviously not finding the I think same like middle ground. Talking about when I was thinking about this earlier today, I think it's like, oh. hey, the friend, how you holding up? Well, what you're missing right here, due to technical difficulties, is me going on my usual tangent about Mark Shapiro being in Major League Baseball for 30 years and never really winning anything. And that that fact is sort of resembled by his seven years here in Toronto. So there's a long short of it. Back to us, Chad. And the fact that 
the kind of underwhelming results resemble his entire resume with Cleveland, where he never really won anything of significance beyond manager or general manager of the year, which I don't know. It doesn't mean anything to me as a fan. We're like the other day on, on uh, overdrive, Hayes was talking about the fact that the Jays versus Seattle, if we're talking about the race for the wild card, how we're in a race for a wild card is mind boggling. But he said, the problem is Seattle has an easier schedule. We have to play Baltimore 10 times. <laughs> I just thought, I mean, like with a straight face, he said that on multiple occasions, Baltimore, Baltimore. Baltimore. Like I know Baltimore is having a year, but mm-hmm. Jordan Lyles is their number one starter. They subtracted at the deadline. This is a team. Like I get that they've improved from where they were last year. But not year. a lot. But no, how are we in a race with Baltimore? Baltimore. We're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about Baltimore. <laughs> not a real team. Not no. a real team. We're talking about Baltimore. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's That's amazing. Correct. It's amazing. And I just can't believe that that we're like we get in these debates about all these different things. It's like, why aren't we talking about the failure of construction here? It's just so well. Because it comes back, Darren, like we were talking about last week, because you're in a playoff spot. Is The perception isn't failure. Like mm. The perception is it's perfectly fine. Like you're going to make the playoffs. So yeah. great job, even though it has been. I mean, you're not near what you were supposed to be or set out to be. You know what I mean? But, yeah. hey, how exciting. You beat the Yankees and and – you know, you're in the hunt. <laughs> you're in the wild card spot. Like, yeah. The bar is so low. The bar is that's so that's kind of I mean by moving the goalposts. Like yeah. our, our expectations have become and you know what I, we say it all the time. Like they could win something. Of course. They could, but they, they but they don't put themselves in the best position to do that. And right. that's kind Fair of unforgivable. Enough. Yeah. When they have the shot to do that. That's also did, true. Did Shapiro ever go to like a final or or a yeah, with, with Cleveland there, they went to the World oh, Series. The one time they went there, didn't they? Yeah, they went to the Did World they? Series one time. Did they, yeah. The old Jim Tomey Indians, right? I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember if he was there or yeah. not at the time. Is that yeah, Florida? I, Florida, one of their wins? Oh, man, I can't. Without checking my computer, which I can't do right now, uh, I wouldn't know. But it sounds, sounds right to me. We'll, we'll check. We'll try to uh, figure it out. Look at it. We are having troubles. I will have a date. Our best start of the year of a bet on that. Um, I will have an update on that. And and the fun that I is to listen to the podcast again because I couldn't find my list of who we picked from the teams to get the most wins. Is Bobby didn't pick Baltimore, and we picked a total of twenty eight teams. So Baltimore. Yeah. Man, your, your, your audio is off again, man. Who did Baltimore? Did you? Nobody did. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Nobody picked Baltimore. All those teams got picked in Baltimore did Pittsburgh. Wow. Pittsburgh got picked by you. Yeah, Pittsburgh wow. got picked by you. Wow. Over Baltimore. I, Isn't that I, funny? I, I, I picked the Tigers over Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, and you picked the Tigers early, but we'll we'll stay away from that. I mean, for right now, the question was, will Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run this year? Yes. What are you thinking? 
690. What's he need? Two. 692, he needs eight. Eight this year? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either, even though he's been awesome. No. He'll come close, but I don't think he'll get it this year. Yeah. Jesse, you might want to, I don't know. Buy some more headphones? Yeah. Yeah. Or even maybe try to like disconnect and reconnect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're getting we're getting to, to elite troubleshooting right here. Disconnect and reconnect. Power cycle a device too, or yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And what was the thing you had to do on cricket? What was it? Uh, star star ninety eight. I thought it was start. I thought it was just jump on one foot, twirl around in a circle. <laughs> Hold the- Every now we because I totally can't hear you at all right now. Even though you're talking, what are we so, going? What are we going to do? Log off, log on for Jesse. Well, he, Jesse can log off, log back. We both sound fine, I think. Okay. Okay, so it's me. Okay, I'll try to fix something. I'll be right you back. Sound good now. Sound yes. good now. Do I sound good now? It doesn't yeah. last though. It's the problem. It's like an old. Like my headphones are old. They're like dying. You know, they're fading fast. They've got so much juice left. So yeah, it's it's Albert Pujols. My my headphones are Albert Pujols right now. We're we're not gonna make it. Um, well, then maybe it'll come back stronger than ever. Could try that. Could try to find yeah. another headset. Mal and I will keep chugging along. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'll be back in a minute. Hold on. Sure. So I guess we'll skip the next one, but and we'll come back to it with Jesse's here. What do you think of the Rogers renovations? I mean, now without Jesse, it's kind of kind of like the two guys from the Muppet Show, the older guys. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Just yelling crap, down at Fozzie. Ice, yeah, yeah, that green carpet. That'll make it better, sure. So I, I do like the idea with the outfield. I think that it, it's it, there's yeah. always been something cold there with the gap between the stands and, and the pitching, like the outfield fence and, and the, the bullpens. So I think doing that, the funny part for me is like that 300 million sounds like a lot, but it's, it's really not anymore. Um, okay. Try it again. Hear anything I said? No, no. The funny part for me is the last that's keep going. Well, 300 million. It, it sounds like this an enormous grandiose thing. It's not very much money these days. Um, so right, it's, it's not it's, 1981. It's, so. The idea was that we're supposed to, redo the entire area and make it a you know like maple leaf sports and entertainment i'll make all the money on all the bars restaurants and property they're going to build and redo a ballpark and then covid so i think it's kind of just a stopgap um for the whatever buy what are they going to buy another 15 20 years before they have to decide anything i guess so so i don't know what's changed with the plans but I, i do like that outfield part quite a bit I think that's going to be nice, but I don't think much is going to change. Yeah, I, I think there's there's like two ways to look at it. And the first way I look at it is number one, like, are we really going to keep perpetuating this problem? Like, just yeah. you know, I mean, like, more lips, more lipstick on the pig. How about if it's a different color lipstick on the pig? Yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. kind of feels like where we're at. Like, it's a crap ballpark in every conceivable way, except for the roof, because um, that's kind of necessary for Toronto. I just don't but know why you I, would. But I guess if that's what you're going to do, I mean, I mean, if there are some aspects of it that are better, I mean, the DL field fence being different, sure. Okay. I'm just curious why they wouldn't 
just go get it. Just knock it down and redo the whole thing. The amount of money that they would make. I think I find it so Canadian. It's first, yeah. it's so Rogers. It's yeah. so Rogers. It's so half-assed. It's so complicated and unwill, like, you know, penny wise and pound foolish. I mean, yeah. I mean, Rogers to me, having been involved with them from a business standpoint, and I know you have uh, as well, like to me, they're, their only reason they're successful is because they're just so damn big. Right. And that's it. They have a ton and, of money. That's and, it. And, so, you know, basically a monopoly on, on, like, they don't have to be smart. Yeah. In that business. Like, like legislated profits, legislated profit. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody who, like, it kills me when people talk about, you know, oh, you know what? If you have the government run things, there's all this bureaucracy and it's like, just deal with Rogers for, internally. <laughs> Just right. deal with Rogers eternally and you'll take it all back. Yeah. Like it's, it's not something that's certainly limited to the, the public's, you know, specter in that, in that regard. Um, I'm going to tell you that Jesse's going to love it. Let's ask him. You think so? Yeah. Well, I just want to hear Jesse sounding nice and strong. Yeah. And clear, yeah. 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 Like yeah. a shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, the cat in the house has got to be really disappointed in him. You know what I mean? The cats, you know, first of all, the cats, like, you won't even let me make any noises anymore. Yeah. And this is what you do. This you is, show up. You probably no, sabotage. You really hear Dan. You probably ate wow. the headphones. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Can you hear me? There he is. Yeah. 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 sounds good. All right. Yeah. You know what? I think we're good. He asked, is Edwin Diaz's entrance, you know, you know, Edwin Diaz's entrance music is, is it the best in the major league baseball? But I thought none of us really know like what the competition is. I don't think we do. Right. So I think we'd all agree that it probably does seem like the best right now. It has to be. What is it? It's, um, it's narco by blaster Jacks and Timothy Trump. You haven't heard it. No, oh, it's, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Just so Mel, Mel and I could testify that it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. what is it's it's kind of got a dancey feel to it it's not it's not as it's not ominous or anything like that but i thought instead of saying is it the best position let's look at it like historically how does it match up versus enter sandman mariano rivera well and Tony- yeah it's sad that's the sad music because we have another technical issue but this time it's really quick Essentially, we talk about the best introduction songs of all time for the walk-in songs. So you have uh, Big Papa, David Ortiz with uh, Notorious B.I.G., Randy Johnson with Welcome to the Jungle, Trevor Hoffman with Hell's Bells, Scott Cashmere with Led Zeppelin's Cashmere, nice, Ricky Vaughn's Wild Thing. And then I'll tell you a few more right here. And Randall Gritchuk with Nelly's Here Comes the Boom. Randall Gritchuk. With Nelly's Here Comes the Boom. Wasn't it Heath Bell who started with Hell's Bells? Wasn't that kind of one of the first? Well, it's got Trevor Hoffman down here. Could have been Hoffman. Maybe I'm just got it wrong. But that was yeah. that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Obviously, Mariano. I, I just think this, it's a different vibe. It's kind of kind of yeah. cool twist. And it's got the Latin feel. And I think there's right, part right. of that that's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, it hits from a different angle than all those other ones do. We kind of run out of Metallica tunes here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is probably good. Yeah. What would your walk-up songs be? 
I think we talked about this and we never really came up with mine might be left to the dial by the replacements. Well, mine speaking of, cause I know it's, it's been used like, to, like style, but I was Metallica for whom the bell tolls. I always thought that was never used. And I was like, now I kind of, yeah, no more, no yeah. more Metallica. Have, Mel, have you come up with some sort of, theory where you have to pick your computer up and shake it because well, i'm it's, it's, it's the it's the jd syndrome he's just walking around with his yeah camera. I, I, you guys are freezing on me so i'm trying to I don't, you're like, trying to shake us up no i come from an era i come from an era where you got to hold the the antenna there right right, right. i'm trying to hold <laughs> my first thought is if i just do this look at us look at like us <laughs> A little because you've been picking, you've got, been picking us it. up intermittently. Our two fans are just going to be loving this return to the episode. <laughs> oh, God, this is a big, oh, big, big man. return. Okay, next question from Justin Drummond. Ready? What do Glenn Otto, Sheldon Noyce, Aristides Aquino, Jeff Hoffman, Devin Smeltzer, Wiley Peralta have in common? <laughs> They've all played for Miles' baseball team. <laughs> Is that those, from JD? Those are your supplemental picks so far <laughs> this year. And Willie Peralta, I had to watch him too much. <laughs> what? Where did you get? What? What an assortment! Yes. What an assortment of guys. Even I know Willie Peralta stinks. Cashman doesn't apparently. <laughs> and Smeltzer, I told you, like we I had how many right. conversations with the sports goggles. I failed to look at the. The, the bio, like the headshot. <laughs> right, right. The squash goggles, man. It's just a bad time. I can't even disagree. I'm like, oh, no, goggles. It's too late. <laughs> and right on cue. Right on cue. <laughs> right, right, right. Himself. He had one good start, I think, yeah. before he would have played for you. Like, right after you picked him. And then that he sort of turned into a pumpkin. Well, right. This can happen, right? Now what happens? Uh, or squash, I yeah. guess, would be more appropriate <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, Jesse was really passionate about getting an update about our bet on the, the teams. We picked teams. Each of us picked seven teams, Bobby, Jesse, myself, Mal. Um, and so, you know, Jesse, since you were so, so badly wanted to know, you're in second to last. I figured as much. Yeah. You didn't help yourself out with picking Colorado early. Like your last pick- three last three picks were Colorado, Oakland, Pittsburgh. And, and was, he's not was that early I'm though? Yeah. That. <laughs> no, Bobby is Bobby's last. Bobby, because he went his last three picks were the Cubs, the Angels, and Washington. Oof. That's hard. And Mal, even though you tried to kill yourself with Detroit, picking Detroit early. Your yeah. first three picks are enough, yeah. right? So you got Dodgers, eighty-four wins. Yeah, I, I like. I think the closest first pick to that was the Braves of seventy-five. Um, you had the Astros and the Yankees. That's your top three picks, and and Philly's not even a bad pick for your fourth pick. Does that put me in first? Yeah, you're in first. Oh, you're in first. Much? Oh, quite decisively you're at 453 wins my job i did this in my head so yeah <laughs> now people are speculating that this might be wrong there's possibility there so it was uh you're at 453 i'm at 433 my, my wasn't seattle your first pick too no 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 no, no. My, i went milwaukee tampa seattle's my third 
Mm. That was my third pick. And Bobby's Bobby's in last. He's got because he had the Braves, the Cards. Miami third was a little bit bold. Yep. Uh, San Francisco, and then like I said, the Cubs. So who who for you has been biggest surprise, biggest disappointment this year? Usually Baltimore. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it just has to be right. Disappointment. I, I I know it sounds stupid, and I don't know why. I guess I'd say the Tigers because even though on reflection, I they probably were just lucky down the stretch last year. Um, yeah, it's really if you look intently, there's not a lot to really get excited about as far, especially the pitching. Um, I'll say the Tigers. You guys. I don't, I don't know if they're really disappointments, but like, what about the Rangers making those bold moves to the offense there? Ignoring the facts, you don't have any pitching. Dane Dunning is in your rotation. Like, their their rotation is so bad. Their bullpen is bad. Bad. You just can't keep. What's what's funny was he was like, it's Daniels, right? The GM. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Right, and he just got let go. Right. Yeah. That just happened, and you know, rightly so, because he was like the golden child there for a while. People forget very much not that yeah. long ago, he was the guy, yeah. But he's done nothing but fail, and particularly pitching wise, like Texas has been terrible developing pitchers, drafting, uh, just recognizing talent. Remember that one year they had like five guys that were all who was uh, the chubby guy there that hit the home run? You see it all the time on the pitcher. Bartolo? Bartolo. Remember they had the year they had Bartolo and like eight guys like Bartolo. And they would just go sign every kind of cast off pitcher in the world. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by them. I'm not disappointed. I think they're doing exactly what I expected they would. Uh, you know, for, great start by Mal's Asian pitcher there. The guy they drafted last year. That's right. Yeah. He had a good start yesterday or the day before or something. Nice. <laughs> You know, I would say probably I'm. Oh, yeah. This is better, really. This is better, really, than me going on another rant. Rant number 1000 on our podcast about how bad the Angels are for how long, despite having two of the greatest players in the game. That's all you're really missing right now. Doesn't it sound better? Laying back. Listen to some jazz music. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the show. Even though, again, it's not that surprising because they're the Angels. But the, obviously, that the injuries to Trump. But just to be so bad so often, like just to not be able to figure out a way to be better, despite having two players, generational players, man. I was just going to say they have two perennial back-to-back MVPs, I think. You should yet, be better by mistake. <laughs> they're yeah, still by mistake. Terrible. Uh, Maybe a surprise with the yeah. Mets, I think, too. I think the Mets have been really... Yeah. I, think, I think there's been other seasons where you're like, you know, they got a decent team, but they're the mess. So they'll right. probably mess it up. And they had the whole mess with, like, that agent being the GM or something. Didn't they have a few years ago, and he was just doing some really crazy things? Van Wiegen, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. Van Wiegen. Yeah, he made a bit of a mess of the Mets, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brody Van Wagen, I don't know, I think yeah, his name was. That's for it. sure. And he was a player agent. Just like when you hear the name, you should be like, you know, I don't trust that Brody, Brody. guy. <laughs> Brody, I never yeah. trust. If your name's Brody, I don't trust you, right? 
Brody's got a pyramid scheme. That's what Brody does, right? <laughs> Brody, like, let's go to Vegas, guys. Here, I've got it all planned out. We got discounts from these airlines. Just don't trust Brody. <laughs> Name a Brody guy. Do you know a guy named Brody who's a decent guy? I know one, but you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know him that well. That's a good point. <laughs> have to reassess that. You know, so, on second thought, there was a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought we could do uh, we could do some. Does Does anybody have anything that they um, for the major what do you guys think about the, uh, the Manoa thing yesterday? Well, I was going to get to that because they got some yes. role play. That was actually going to be a question for Bobby, so we can just throw it out to everybody. Yes. So the role play was uh, your Jarrett Cole, Garrett Cole, or Garrett. Alec, Manoa, Alec Manoa accused you of being all bark, no bite yesterday. Is it true? Same situation today. Do you walk past the Audi sign? Yeah. I mean, you're always safe on a, on a baseball field. It's not like anything bad's going to happen. Zimmer, I don't know. Well, you know what? There was actually a vintage role play. It's amazing you said that. You ready for this? It's vintage role play for everyone. It's October the 11th, 2003. Mal, you are Don Zimmer <laughs> rushing towards Pedro Martinez. What is your next action? What is it? Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. You Find. think you're able to? You got a lot of momentum now. Like, yeah, it's well, not going right. to be I'll, easy. I, maybe I just go to the ground first. Like, just, <laughs> take, take him at the legs. Try yelling him. for Tino Martinez. Well, take wait. him at the legs. Okay. <laughs> now, Jesse, you're Pedro. You see Mal as Don Zimmer rushing towards you. What do you do? Have with Burst down hysterically I mean, laughing. <laughs> no, no, Bobby was going to get to be God in this scenario. And I was going to say, like, I know as God, you don't like to get involved in things, but isn't this an example or where you really should intervene? Like this was this was really a moment for you to stop, you know, just sitting on the sidelines and, and stop something horrible from happening here. Um, and I think we can all agree that God really should have got involved. Yeah, that, that was the time to make his return. But interesting that uh, that came up organically, and I had it planned out as a, one of our, our vintage role play, our first vintage okay. role play. Okay. The next one is, uh, Jesse, you are Fernando Tatis's barber. How do you recover your tattered reputation after nicking him in the barber's chair, apparently causing him to incur a fungal infection that – he innocently tried to treat and therefore caused himself to be suspended for 80 games. Is there a barber's equivalent? Okay, really simple one here as we just missed due to technical issues. The rest of the question, which was, is there a barber's equivalent to a batting cage? Do you need more reps? Do you just need to take it one haircut at a time going forward from here? Back to Jesse. I, I call... I want to proof on that. I don't know. I don't think it was me, that barber, that caused this problem, to be honest. Oh, you going to deny it. Of all the scenarios I've heard this week come out of Fernando Tatis's mouth, that was blaming his barber. Like, we haven't geez. heard from you at all. You've been totally quiet. We haven't heard Jack. I'm focusing on my work. Quiet? It almost felt like you were guilty. That's why you didn't want to say anything. Focusing on my work. You've seen the Seinfeld episode, right? He's just so focused on cutting the hair and caring about the hair and to find out that I've been thrown under the bus for something so catastrophic like this, like, wow, unbelievable. 
Good can't point. believe I, it. I like the can't believe that, it that you're elevating your work into like an art that should not it's remain unfettered by. Concerns hey, that's about what media. hairstyle. A good hairstylist is an artist, right? Right. Uh, he he can go down. I'm gonna recommend him to my buddy over there at First Choice. So, you know, he can go get a haircut over there. <laughs> there you go. Send him down to First Choice. You may have to. As the radio yeah, going you know, up, just like those are the guys that are gonna. He must have got his haircut at First Choice and then blamed his actual barber because I couldn't show up on time to meet, meet his demands. He just went down the First Choice, got Nick with a dirty razor, and then blamed me for it. So the, wow. the ringworm razor. Yeah. yeah, the ring. Yeah, that only happens at First Choice, right? Not, not in my not in my establishment. So. So next one is Mal. Mal, you're Mal Romanin, owner of your score sheet team. You are tasked with calling. <laughs> oh, he GM, knew this was coming. <laughs> you are tasked with calling GM coach Mal Romanin into your posh Stony Creek office with overlooking Lake Ontario for a meeting about the lack of results since taking over the team. What do you and Mal chat about? What What are your main concerns with Mal? I, I say job well done, son. Like you've, you've, you've done a lot with little. <laughs> you've managed to always keep this team above, near or above 500. I mean, with that offense, you're doing something very, very good. <laughs> yep. Sadly, at this juncture, Mal dropped from the call, perhaps in lieu of just saying so much complete bullshit, the system could not withstand him being on the line any further. He does come back. That's good news. And best news, perhaps, is there's really not much in the way of technical issues from this point forward on the podcast. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for bearing with us, sticking it out. It's a really tough, a really long podcast. You're wonderful. Don't forget that. Here we go. Back to the podcast. Put him in. <laughs> the first idea is to fall. Just forage. Mal's gone. <laughs> he's, 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 he got so to, mad he left. I got to stitch together all these recordings. <laughs> he got uh, so mad he left. Um, mad he... You tried shaking the computer too, right, buddy? <laughs> you got to shake harder next time. <laughs> Have you, excuse me, sir, have you tried shaking the computer? I still can't hear him. I still can't hear him. Mal's IT department, man. Jesus. I think you should call them into the office next. So moving on from the coach ripping the IT department in here now to talk a little bit about her. (laughs) Oh, my God. Big, right? He's frozen again. Mal's just gonna spend. That's all he's doing. This is it. He's just gonna. He's just saving all his cards to cash How them all in the office. How many seasons you been right? in charge for, for now, Mal? Seven. I think. Oh, three. I think four. I think, I think this is your four. four. Okay. Is um, it four? Yeah, this is four. Yeah, this is your like four. It. And I'd seen steady progression <laughs> until the last two weeks. <laughs> He was only like three or four games out about a right. while ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, like was, he was neck and neck there. He I actually was. had the second best record out of the of the four of us there on, about a month ago. He was ahead of you, Darren, and he was ahead of Bobby. Um, I don't think he was ahead of me. 
I think <laughs> there was a time. I honestly don't think there was a time where that happened. That there was I not going to accept that. <laughs> I just think there was. No. Oh, you, well, I mean, we have all the emails. You can go through them and check them. Uh, I think I'll buy was. you a beer if you're right. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> If it was like was. within the last month, we'll see. So, but, you know, it actually brings back to the point because a, a couple teams. So right now where we are in the standings here in score sheet, we got Jesse who's just destroying everybody. Yeah. I mean, right now, and to me, I can't over 1.1 run, 1.1 runs. That's insane. It is insane. It is. I look back at some of the teams we had, I think together, early on and then score sheet when we're winning and I think this team's beaten those and, and those know, teams were phenomenal. You know why like, it's even more insane? The number of teams in our league. It's right. also like holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Be that good. And, yeah, you're and like, honestly I was concerned too because I was having like kind of a rough start with some of my guys I was really hoping to deliver, right? Like Soda wasn't playing very well and Bregman was off to a slow start. And then everyone just start turning on the right time. Like Goldsmith's having a phenomenal yeah. year. Yeah. Goldsmith year. is the same the year he's having. And your ERA is like, right? I think you're fourth in ERA. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little behind in there. And, but you're behind by, I mean, what? 0. 0.1. I think it's 3.28 is a leader. You're 3.43. If, uh, if I recall correctly, so that's 0. 0.15. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. the guy I think is in second place right now. He's got a really good rotation too, right? He's got Corbin Burns and and, yeah. and Gosman, and he's got yeah. a pretty good rotation. So. so we kind of talked about where I'm at and where Mel's at. I, th- I thought the most interesting moves, and Jesse, you've alluded to a couple times when we've been talking, is uh, probably the biggest moves. That, there's been a ton of trades since we last did a podcast, a league podcast, and Burns trades – have been crazy. I mean, yeah. John Byrne has, as he's essentially added judge Schwarber brash and Narvaez. I don't know how you pronounce his name, the catcher right. from Milwaukee. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a, like Aaron judge in and of himself, but to add uh Schwarber alongside of him, I mean, although Haitian it's, I mean, Errol Kelly, I don't know if you can see his record there if you're on the site, Jesse. 16 of five. 16 wins. Yeah. 16 of five and a 280 ERA. Like that's, wow. and that, and that had to be a late round pick too, right? That had to be in like round 28 yeah. to like 34. Like it was late, right? Yeah. His rotation is Bieber, Kelly, Clevenger, Rasmussen. Rasmussen almost threw a like no hitter or a perfect game. Yeah. There, right? He almost yeah. threw a perfect game the other day. Yeah. Last week. Uh, Marco wild. Right. Wild. Right. I was looking at his lineup actually too, and you're mentioning that he's got, uh, so he added judge to Pete Alonzo. He's got Jeff right. McNeil, Yelich, judge Alonzo Schwarber, and then Taylor Ward, who had like that monster start season. And kind of, he's kind of calmed down. He's also got Jose Miranda too. who's really coming on lately yep. for the twins. Like he's absolutely, he could be a sneaky absolutely. team to a sneaky team in the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he made a lot, of, a lot of big moves there. And, again, that Team 15 hasn't made any trades, but he's been chugging along, too. Like, he's only a couple games behind me there, right? So Team 15. He's got a good re- and that's Lane's team? Lane's team, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Boston makes playoffs? No. My guess is here? No. The Reds? I don't think. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see how they can. No. You think Cleveland hangs in there? Only because Minnesota's playing like shit. 
right? Yeah, that's an that's an, maybe a disappointing team right there. We're talking about disappointing teams. Maybe Minnesota's one of them, right? Like you really expect them to do a little bit more, I think, this year. And I think Cleveland's rotation might carry them through here, you know? Yeah, Fever's coming on a little bit, right? Yeah. But, yeah. There's no substitute for depth of pitching, and they seem to have kind of like hitched their, their buggy to that one. Uh, Tristan McKenzie's really coming on to Cal Contrell's had a really solid year. Yeah, yeah I think Quantrill pretty much is what you're seeing this year. He's not a great pitcher, but he's a, he can be a, a very good one. He can give you consistent innings. He's, 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 for that. he's better than average, which is important. And yep. with, inning, with innings. Yeah. You know Considering I mean? your playoff round, deal. you got like three starters right in the playoffs. So yeah. there's your third guy right there. Right? You got Bieber, McKenzie, and then Quantrill going one, two, three. Three, that's a pretty good top of the rotation. Yeah, yeah. so J-Ram's having a good year. Right, Ram. right. It's the funny, that even that, that shortstop they got, too, the guy they got from the Mets oh, is having yeah. a phenomenal year, too, right? It's like, unreal year. Mm-hmm. Not Rosario, the other guy. The Jimenez, right. is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah, he's having an unreal year. Yeah, Stephen Kwan, fun. the guy that I wanted, too, there, right? He's... He's been a pretty good leadoff hitter. So. He's hung in there. You know, I had the great stuff. Yeah. He's hung in there, man. You know, he's yeah. the sort of guy you want to do well. But team, the interesting, the other kind of wild card team, I think, in the mix is the team that Bobby's battling for first place with, which is uh, Paul, uh, Team Twenty Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's leaving the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has announced that he's leaving the league. And you look at his rotation. You got Scherzer, Gallen, Tyler Anderson, who's having an insane year. Uh, Spencer Strider and Verlander. That's uh, did I not mention Verlander? I should have. No, I think you said Verlander, Scherzer, Gallon. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned, but it's amazing. Verlander, Scherzer, Gallon, Anderson, Strider. Wow, right. And Kluber is your backup guy. I mean, Anderson's the weak. Oh, he's not even there anymore, but he's been really good. But he's been really good this year. He's been fantastic for LA, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's got like, I think he's like 14 and one or something like that. I think I saw the other day, like. Like, unreal. This is like an afterthought, right? He went to Pittsburgh and learned how to pitch, and then he went to the Dodgers. Uh, his lineup, he's got too many Guriels in it this year, I would say, because he's got both of them. But uh, <laughs> and, uh, it looks like Yuli is kind of reaching the end of the line. But uh, He's wow. got both, we'll too. We'll see. I mean, he, he he won the batting title last year. but <laughs> Yeah. He's got Bolo, too. Boley Knopf, no less. Boley Knopf, Matt Chapman, Kyle Tucker. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys there. Mm-hmm. A lot of hackers. Could in the playoffs, right? Could make some noise in the playoffs. And again, he's really stepped over Bobby, too. I think he's two games above him, too. I think he's one. But, I mean, that's that top, you know, you get into a playoff and you're looking at Verlander, Scherzer, Allen. Right, right. I, I would put Strider as my number four guy, just me, but... But ahead of honest, he's having a phenomenal year yeah. too. Atlanta, and so. it's a guy who's like a really yeah. Reliever, I mean, credit right? to Atlanta so. for kind of dealing with a lot of adversity. It's one thing you never hear about Atlanta dealing with adversity, but they've had to deal with a lot of adversity two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, you lost your best player last year, and you still won the World Series, right? Yeah, and they they finally got Soroka back, right? Well, he's pitching. I don't think he's pitching in the majors, right? But he's doing right. He's in the minors right now, doing right. he's pitching or so. He might have him for the playoffs. Who knows, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's remarkable because they've had a lot of crazy stuff happen. I mean, their outfield mm-hmm. has been just well, destroyed. What's your take on the Azuna thing? They're getting their 
Alex getting ripped pretty good about having him in the lineup. You know what I mean? When well, I, I my take on this, and you know, I'm I'm well ripped on Twitter. I don't know what that means. So right, yeah, good life. point, great point. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think when it comes to stuff, if you're not in jail, you got to work. Yeah, I I don't understand the idea that yeah. You, can't play sports even though you're not in jail and you have to work because to me it elevates sports to a a place i don't think it belongs like you you can bag groceries you can pump gas right but you don't get to play major league baseball to me that suggests that there's something greater about being a baseball player than there is about pumping gas and i, I simply don't believe that to be the case i don't there's more reward to it so i can see that sorry go on Go ahead, Jeff. I was gonna say this is a this is a year after too, wasn't he charged or yeah for beating his wife too, yes. right? So yes, yes. This well, is fact, apparently back, that's back years are doing something. So what would you do? I can ask you though, like you said about baseball players not being more important, and I totally agree. But but it's a, it's it's in the public domain much more. It's elevated in status wise. What you do has more of a bear. Nobody knows about the grocery bagger. Who, who, who has a deal. You don't know it exists. Is it your responsibility by being elevated status-wise and in the public, you know, uh, conscience much more to be more rep- responsible in dealing with these things? Is it, is it your responsibility because you're running a baseball team? It, it is more important in our society. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not like in, when you get down to it, but People value it more. That's why they make so much money. We value it more in our society. So is it your responsibility to do what people, what is, what is the right thing? I don't know, but. You know what though? Here's the thing that, and there you go. I think you hit it right there. What is the right thing? And I, I, I think I get what you're, where you're going with that, which is you're a symbol community gathering point therefore you do have a greater responsibility i sort of get that but what does that greater responsibility uh, it like what does that demand of you i guess is the question is i don't know if necessarily trying to hide a problem by making a baseball player into a gas bar attendant is really doing anything this is a reality you know, this is a reality. We, to me, we have a court system that deals with issues. And when somebody does something illegal, you're punished through there. And that those are the consequences. If you are free, then I don't understand why there would be, if you're entirely free, which is to say you're not on bail or something like that, or you don't have some conditions that would impact things, then, then I just think, yeah, you should be able to play baseball. And you should have that person be out there for it to be seen. I just think hiding it, by saying you can't play baseball, you're going to have to make money, but let's pretend we don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah, you can go buy groceries. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, that's an extreme example, but I don't know. Do you get where I'm kind of coming from? I Like, I think it's more responsible to just be accountable for it. And I, I think I agree with you. I mean, because then the argument is, well, it's it's like the sexual assault thing. Here's the reality of it. Oh, it's like the Deshaun Watson thing. People, well, he didn't commit a crime. He didn't get charged. Oh. He didn't get charged, but he didn't get charged, Darren. He's free. He's free, baby. But come right. on, let's. There, let's right. deal with That's the a reality. lot more complicated than that. But, when it, but, yeah, but yeah. You can't say it's complicated. He's free or he's not free. If he's free, he gets to work. Should he? 
Like, let's be honest. He's guilty of sin. Everybody knows it. What he's done is reprehensible. It's impossible almost to charge people with those sexual crimes because it's he said, she said, nobody else is in the room. You know what I mean? So, but well, when you have, is, what does he have? Like 23 or 40? 24 to 30 of them, but, but no criminal convictions, you know, because they just can't get there. The, the burden of proof is too difficult. So and didn't I mean, he pay a bunch of them off too? Of I course think he, he, he yeah. had to settle. Like uh, it's an yeah. admission of guilt, but like, like, but he's free. It's free to work. Should he like, would you, I guess I, he's free to work. So he's, Oh, I'll first I'll say I don't think like just one thing. I think what I was saying was was very general. I think you can look for nuances and treat every situation individually. Uh, these are hard questions. These are hard right. questions. Right? You, do you really want this person? Because your your point about the fact that these guys, the, they get a reward that's substantially like is wildly just substantially is not the word wildly disproportionate to the average person, right? For right. for doing that job. And should they have that available to them despite doing things that are clearly, I mean, in his case, it's hard for me to say, like, how could you not say that there was something going on there? That's 23 people, man. My right. goodness. And wasn't Osuna trying to utilize his status, maybe stature to get away from any punishment? Yeah. Wasn't he saying, like, oh, I'm part of the Atlanta Braves? Well, that's who well, I am. I mean, he's- who wouldn't try that? <laughs> He got he got on tape and everything too. Like say yeah. he's an Atlanta Brave. We'd all do the I, same. I would. Yeah, be desperate yeah, at that so. point. I guess so, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, they're two different things. Like DUI and yeah, the thing with his wife, which is uh, I wish I hadn't even talked about right now because I'm sure. That's well, they are they are two different things, but I think it just bring a bad light to your organization, right? You got this mm-hmm. guy who just can't see. He can't seem to stay out of the public eye for things that aren't related to his baseball. No. You know, like if he was hitting home runs and making great plays, you probably the wouldn't sad, care. Now the sad truth, Jesse, is that it doesn't matter. No, like, it doesn't matter. Bad You're light right. on the does it? Does it? Maybe momentarily. I mean, like people forget and they just want to win. You know. You're right. You're right. Crazy. I mean, that says a lot. I don't. I'm not going to solve that here. It just says a lot about what we value. We value sports right. and winning more than we do. Now, the Braves aspect, though, do they really need Osuna? I mean, I think they got a pretty good team. They can probably not even use him in the lineup. Cut the sure, but that, and, that shouldn't be the reason, the decision maker, is whether he's good enough. You know what I mean? Right. It, should sure. be, it, it often is, but yeah. yeah. It, all, it always is. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, for but, sure. Interesting. Anyway. I don't know, it's like the uh, Je- Justin and I were talking today about um, TSM was talking about CFL because he was complaining they didn't talk about CFL. And I'm like, why would you complain about that? Like, who wants to hear anybody talk about the CFL? So they were today. And he said, at least it's better than golf. Oh, I, I said, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty close for me. And his big complaint with golf is it's become so live tour focused and for me, yeah. I mean, the fact that they talk about the live tour and fail to like note the fact that it's it's kind of almost immoral, um, you know, where the money is coming from, even more so than it clearly is in in other places in the world. Like it's it's amazing that sports and ethics have like such a challenged oh. thing. But it's I, to me, it's just symptomatic of kind of the corporate world at large, right? 
What in the hell was that? I thought what I saw fireworks. What did you just do? Fireworks. That was a crazy. I like a dog. I, I saw fireworks. Exactly, you look out the window and then you're like, an, I panicked. Like half an inch away from your camera there. I saw your fireworks. eyes bugging out. We're like, what's he doing? I don't know what's your, going on. Your, your neighbor's lighting up fireworks? It's like, <laughs> right, right, right. Somebody's throwing a ball around. You're chasing it back and forth. Sorry, guys, that just freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you freaked us out. This, this has been a podcast. I tell oh, you, this, this is this has been an episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like Fire spring training. Spring training we for need, podcasters. We need 45 minutes of laughing for a cat. I think next. Oh, I think that's yeah, it's, yeah. That's what we need. That would be. That would be. And then so, a. A surprise showing of JD just popping into nowhere where it really just made everything right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll have to do that again sometime. Wow, well, Monday Night Raw is on, so I don't think. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, there's no <laughs> chance on a Monday night. That that would be a tough one. Yeah. So I guess you're looking at your teams right now, Jesse. We'll, we'll look at you. We'll start with you. You're in first place. What's the thing that scares you most? What's your, what's your greatest hope? Well, greatest hope obviously is the win. Keep it going all year long and actually win. Mm-hmm. Biggest fear probably that you know I, I sustained some injuries going in after the deadline, everything like that. And we can't make it up, and then I didn't end up losing. I guess you know I just got another one yesterday. I saw the buddy there pitcher from Philadelphia. I just traded. I seen every relief pitcher I trade for seems to get hurt like a week after trading. So I traded for Daniel Hudson, and then he tore his ACL or something. I traded for. Uh, Dominguez from Philadelphia, and he's on the IL with uh, a shoulder problem. So, yeah, and he was having such a phenomenal year too. So, it's like, do I want to make another play for another reliever, risk another asset, and for him, him to get hurt a week later? Or so the deals you made since we last did a podcast. Let's see, you traded around forty tick. 42 pick for Dominic Leon, Daniel Hudson, and Jorge Alfaro. Mm-hmm. And then you traded Khalil Watson, who I always thought was a bit of a fraud of a prospect, around 44 pick, around 35 pick for Zach Plasek, Ronaldo Lopez, Aroldis Chapman. And then what was this deal? You went round 25 pick for Brooks Raley and Sarah Anthony Dominguez. How do you feel about those deals as a, a total unit? Cause you're sort of talking about them. Well, again, the Dominguez one hurts because he just got hurt. So that's a bit of a stinger and <clears throat> the Hudson one hurt cause he got hurt. And that's a big of a stare. So like I've added so many pieces to my bullpen. I think I just keep trying to rebuild that a little bit. I mean, I don't yeah. mind what I gave up in retrospect of what I've returned. Cause again, you know, a couple supplemental picks, a prospect here and there, late round pick in the draft next year. It's just those are really the only key areas I think I need to improve on. I think Plezak was a nice add just to kind of give me some depth for my rotation and stuff. But right, I don't have an elite elite closer or an elite bullpen. I think that might that might be my only downfall in the playoffs. Right, so you know, I got I got uh, buddy there got traded to Atlanta. He's uh He's coming on a little bit, right? Iglesias. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, like Diaz has been a bit of a surprise. Puck's been okay, but nothing like lights out. So that might be my only real downfall going to the playoffs. Is I don't have anything really that can shut it down in late innings. So, okay. 
So, Mel, I'll go over your trades, and then we'll talk about your greatest, <laughs> your greatest fears and, and uh, what yeah. your greatest hope is. So, uh, yeah, we can skip right to the what's your greatest fear. Okay. And- well, I plan to live in the middle as long as I can. I'm about sustainability, draft and develop. Right. Is this and Mark Shapiro? Uh, right. Yeah. I'm waiting <laughs> for the additional playoff teams to come to score sheet. So I'm you're drafting the rules well, change to include my level. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, the playoffs I, to come to my level. It's I didn't realize Mark Shapiro plan. joined our podcast. It's Is the that, Toronto uh, Blue Jay plan. I yeah, need it's, the least to come to me. We never want right. to risk being really bad. Right. We just want to wait. We're going to wait you out and sneak attack. <laughs> We're going to sneak attack everybody. Big September, win it all. That's our, so, that's our goal. What's up with the aversion to the deadline deal? <laughs> Too risky. You make biggest mistakes. Is that one of the biggest mistakes yeah, yeah, are made? Yeah. Brian Burke told you that when he was going to say Brian Burke for the philosophy. No, his was free agent signings, remember? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, he had so many different little. I think it's everything trade deadline day, free agency day. If you know me, just play it safe. Tying a tie of the draft floor. It's just all these little things that uh, just throw up, throw him off. I risk everything in every other part of my life. I'm not doing it in score. You're not doing it in score sheet. <laughs> this is kind of where I do it, actually. As I, I still think like it's it's classic that my move in lieu of having my outfield just get destroyed by injuries and crazy stuff happening to my outfield is to say, you know what I could use is Byron Buxton. And that really, that'll add some certainty to my team. Well, you could either like have your whole outfield get decimated, or it'll have a like Mel and just have no outfield. To start. Right, right, right. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry, or have to worry about it at all. Yeah. Or an Ramon Laureano goes down. <laughs> well, whatever. I tell you, I gotta say, my biggest disappointment this year was Chris Bryant. I could just feel like when he was Colorado on IL and on the IL, I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is going to be his whole year. It's just going to be a disaster like this. Because you're boys and ever, eh? You were thinking he could get 50 bombs easy there and just, you know. I was so excited early in the season. I was like, he's going to destroy in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, like, what a good spot for him, too, right? So it was perfect. It's, it seemed ideal. And then it turned out to be uh, less than ideal. So I, I obviously, I traded Bryant for Buxton, uh, Urshela, and Genesis Cabrera was one of my deals. Um, Traded for Nick Gordon for a, was a late pick. Got Felix Batista, Scott Barlow. Because, you know, it's one thing I do notice. It's the bullpen just gets decimated. Just the way they use bullpens these days. Uh, it just right? seems to me this time of year, guys are just dropping like flies. Like, I know last year I think I made a couple deals where n- none of the guys that I actually acquired ended up playing for me in the playoffs. Because they weren't there in right. September. They were all ju- – everybody was just dying. So you almost need, like, five extra relievers – for the five extra relievers you already have. And on the flip right. side, where my entire bullpen I drafted, I basically traded for all the ones. Like, I don't have anybody really that I drafted that's going to be in my my bullpen this year or last year, right? Because it's the same thing you're saying. They just drop like flies. I think I have, like, 13 guys in my bullpen or extra guys right now just for because I need more players, right? Like, you just try to improve on what you got. The Yankees are learning that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're in a tough, eh? Yeah. You want them having one of the league's man. best bullpens to be in? Like, oh yeah. Who's closing for them right now? Wow. It's, it's, like, 
And they just lost lost buddy there, the guy from Chicago too today. Efros, so yeah. It's either Chapman or, or Trevino, which are bad choices. You know, oh like, boy. Yikes. Or Loisia, I guess. Yeah, He's yeah, still yeah. Kicking around. Yeah. It's, 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 oh boy. What and the they blowing their arms out every inning. And they blew out his Loisa's uh is it Loisa or Loisa? Chad Loisa good? But they blew out his arm last year. Right. Right. And Chad Green this year, right? That's a big loss yeah. for him too. He's losing Chad. It's amazing Green. Green really like he's almost the argument against that though. I mean, Green pitched a lot for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, credit to him for sticking in there. But it's it's hard to know what to do when it comes to relievers these days. They seem interchangeable until they're not at all. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah exactly, right? Until they're not. Yeah. Another big disappointment for you, Darren, was Tim Anderson, I think. He's having a really tough go this year for he, you. Like, you yeah. know what? When he had that altercation, you could almost break a season down. He was insanely good up until around that altercation with uh, Donaldson. Maybe. Yeah. And then he stopped hitting for power. He got dinged up, stopped hitting for power. And then he's got, you know, he had surgery on his finger and good luck trying to find a replacement shortstop. Yeah. Um, that's not, I mean, as I've been trying kind of frantically there to do until I just sort of figured I'm not going to want Brandon. You didn't want Brandon Crawford? <sighs> oh, there was a guy that really dropped off, didn't he? He had he's his big year. on the market, though. He's still on the market. Oh, it's, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to get him. I have Nick Gordon now. So <laughs> Left fielder Nick Gordon, right? Left fielder, shortstop. Second he base. was in uh, two plays of the plate in back-to-back weeks that I thought was going to blow Rocco Baldelli's head off his shoulders. The one against the Jays there that he was the left fielder that made that terrible throw that, for the play at the plate there. Remember? No, that no, wasn't him. That wasn't that was Nick no, Gordon. That wasn't him. That was Nick Gordon. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. That was not Gordon. That was the guy who used to be a Beckham. Beckham. It was Beckham. It was Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham. Are you 100% sure? 100%. I Absolutely. thought it was Nick Gordon. It was a it terrible was throw. That was and an that's awful what we were talking about. No, 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 nobody I, talked about that on that play. Nobody talked about the throw. <laughs> and it was like the guy standing 10 feet behind the shortstop, and he's got to throw it like he's got to arc up and down. He threw and it by the like way, a roller coaster like, throw. He took a second to, to set himself. Like he shocked he was running. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great run by, I, and I'll say it again. Like, I thought Merrifield, I was ballsy tagging and making it close to where he got a call. Kind of, I felt like, I could see that call either way, the oh. interference thing, whatever. I but I side with you, Mel. Like if somebody yeah. said make a choice here, so. I'd be like, he's out. He's out. Uh, I wouldn't have flipped it, but I get kind of what the foul line was there. I, it was a tough play, tough play. And that's only a rule the last couple of years, right? Like before, you're able to do that, weren't you? To stand oh, in the way yeah, and then bully, well, bully over. Like I'm gonna say, it's been seven, eight years now. Right. And, and that's all because they're trying to protect the catchers, right? Like from getting yeah, run which over. Is, which is totally understandable. Kind of have to. Like Mel shared right. a video with me yeah. of Hal McRae taking a guy out. That must have been the World Series because it's Cincy that's, Athletics, that's right. right? He that's took right. out the guy in a double play. Oh. And it was – what do you even call that? The the guy's got – the second baseman got the ball, and he actually ran, stood up, and then threw himself like a, like a body check. Yeah. Into yeah. Him. Just took him out like a, a quasi hip check. You should <laughs> share that with Jesse when you get a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just, just, and that's how it was. That was that's old school baseball. That was I mean, how McCray's taking it to a different level. 
but it was still, that was sort of, I mean, the Yankees Red Sox games. Highest respect for that. Yeah. Like, oof, nasty. Right. And that's all I ever remember is like massive plays at the plate too, right? Just bowling guys over and holding on to the baseball still. Yeah. Like Pete Donna, Rose you know? pretty much ended a guy's Ray, career Ray in Fossey. the all-star Ray game. Didn't, didn't Buck Fossey. shatter a leg that way or something? Didn't yeah. Buck shatter his leg by getting run yeah. over and still yeah, hit by baseball, Gorman right? Thomas made a double play. His buddy. Who is his buddy? <laughs> There's a really, you know, the breakdown of that story is is really pretty cool. It's I actually found it quite um, heartbreaking, which is, so after he makes that, he gets two outs at home plate. And yep. No, no, Gorman didn't break his leg. It was Bradley. Gorman was the guy he tagged? He was the guy he tagged and tried to step gingerly around <laughs> yeah, him yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, okay. So they take Buck off the field, and both of them were in their last year, Thomas and uh, Thomas and Buck Martinez. Um, and, and I guess Thomas come over to him and said, great work. Now I'm getting booed by the, by the fans <laughs> for getting tagged out by you. But they were sitting out. He actually sat beside him as he was waiting for the ambulance to come. Um, and I just think of these like two guys in like their last last game, year, last year, you know, sitting beside each other after something like that. It's, it was, I mean, it's Buck's calling card, though. It is his moment, right? Well, I and mean, what a great moment! It's you know, it's funny. I think it's today about Buck because on one of the other podcasts, I was talking about how he sounded drunk on the one broadcast this year, mm-hmm. which may have been kind of informed by some things that we found out since. I mean, it could have been he'd just been dealing with his. Sure. I did find it interesting, though, that Buck really, who's to me an, a really bad broadcaster, got elevated to a very different place as based on, you know, having cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm so glad that he's healthy and, and you wish that for everybody. Of course. Of course. Um, I don't think it changes the fact he was, he's Buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny how that works sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, though? You know, now that I think about it more, maybe that's the sort of thing we should just keep in mind more. Everybody's got their own little things going on, and maybe it doesn't matter all that much. That, But you know what? But maybe I'm talking shit right now because it sounds good. Because maybe maybe well, sometimes Darren, like, you're going to be a TV we're able to say, like, there, man. There's people talking on saying, but he needs to go up on the wall of fame, like the, the level of excellence. Wow. I'm like, Jerry wow. Haworth isn't even up there yet. <laughs> right, right, Mark and that's yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I know he played, but he wasn't Barry say. Bonds. Tom and Jerry aren't up there together. Is Tom Cheeks up there by himself? Or mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how you not don't have them both. Jerry's got to go. It's got to be up there. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. That that's the sound of the team for decades, and decades, right? And since the inception, almost like I mean, Tom was, but Jerry was what two years in. Yeah. 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 For all intents and purposes. I, yeah. I think Tony Kubek doesn't get enough love. False. It won and with you, sure. of course. He taught think, the entire Southern Ontario market about baseball. He just, oh, did. yeah. He did. And he was so good. He so, was so good. And he was doing like people, I, I find just in general, he's kind of a forgotten guy. And it kind yeah. of amazes me sometimes. I think he was, he was wonderful. He was humble. He was insightful. Um, without being overly complicated and it, there's no ego or is a little ego there, which is pretty remarkable in that thing. Hey, wait, before we, cause we're getting close to the end here. We got yeah, to yeah, yeah. Jesse, you got any, um, jalopies. Did you prepare some? Cause I'm sure you guys not. are thinking we've been out for three months. We got to bring some. We can't, can't lean on Darren to, to come up with all the material here. 
So was, go ahead. Well, with, JD JD came up with Moan was. You want to make a tra- okay? If you don't bring anything, you're gonna have to make a trade with Mal. That's the <laughs> a way. Trade, a trade with Mal. Live, I tried working a, a trade. Live trade. A you need a closer. I got a closer. You do need a closer. You're right. No, you you need that Romario. I know I need a closer. Oh, oh. Well, there you go. I'll think of something, and then I'll flip. Uh, well, we're doing this live. We're doing this as punishment. Doing this is punitive. Yeah, three-way deal. Darren gets a show. Come on, stop. so you're not Darren talking gets about a show stop. Yeah, you, you got a you got Brandon a closer. Crawford could have a big September. Yeah, he could. So he we're could. talking about you and Jesse. You both deserve to be punished, and this is your punishment. Mal, you haven't made enough trades. Jesse, <laughs> you didn't bring any jalopies today. So here's your deal, Mal. You got a closer. Jesse, no, you I need a closer. closer. I got yeah. a jalopy, I guess. Here, I got one for oh, you. No, you no, wait a second. Wait a second. Why aren't you guys making a trade <laughs> right now? doesn't want Romano. Why, Rom- Why don't you want Romano? I never said I didn't, but I only speak trade in, in, in private. I can talk to Mal privately. This, this hour with a beer? Uh, because I'll be like, yeah, yeah, what is he yeah. offering you? Well, that's crap. Yeah. That's yeah. What, what would you think oh, it's pretty would be a simple. fair starting point, Jesse? What's a fair starting a starting point? I have no idea. I have to take round, a look. Round 20. Yeah, I mean, probably a pick is really all I got left, to be honest. I mean, I don't really got any <clears throat> real prospects. I'm out of prospect catchers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little That's joke a good in there. That was a good line, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't need a pro. I, I just need catchers. <laughs> you got. You got enough keepers where you can give up. So there you go, Mel. Like round twenty for Romano. That's pretty good for a closer. Yeah, cool. we'll work something out, Mel. I think right. we'll work something cool. out. I think it could work something out with What's you. What's your jalopy? My jalopy, but Fernando Tatis. You think he comes back next year and and San Diego San Diego accepts him? Yep. 100%. Yeah. Well, I and think this guy's a little, little he's also role. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is awesome. Do you think do you think he does something silly again though? This is two years in a row, I think, now, right? Breaking his falling on a motorcycle. Fair question. Will a silly man do another silly thing? Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> That's the question, yeah. I'm I, yeah, I'm I'm buying that. the question. I'm, I'm, I'm buying that. Let's let's yeah. ask Marcelo Zuna. What does he yeah. do? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? What so his silly things are to me. I don't, do do you guys? I know Mel, you're super skeptical of the uh, his story. So Jesse, what do you think of the the barber thing? Yeah. I think it's. I think he should have owned up and admitted what he did. I think he's just yeah. personally. I think he came up with twelve different excuses in a week to try to cover his own. It's ass so bad. It almost makes me think like maybe like it's such a bad explanation. But I mean, maybe having a bad explanation isn't really a great defense. I don't know. How obvious my brain was is it that? that a young guy with that much talent who's been away from the game wants to find a way to get back quicker? Like right. how obvious? Right. Like, like right. and and do it without thinking he won't be tested before he gets back to the actual game. And <laughs> right. Then, he I just saw the team in Soto. Use like I don't think he's a user. I think he's just trying to get back so quick because he's tired of being hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. He hasn't played baseball like two Anybody, years basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Any of us who've played like who here has been hurt and had to watch a game that they could have been playing in? It's the and, worst thing and, in the world. And he's the best the player. He's one of, course, of the best but, players in the game. Yeah, 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 exactly. But for, might any, win a series, for any there. person watching games that you could be playing in is is crap. It's horrible. It is a terrible feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not uh, we're saying it's the worst thing in the world is probably one of my mm-hmm. little bit of hyperbole. We know what you're saying. from me. Yeah. Now, but I come hope back, he comes back. Like, 
does he come back and become a shortstop or play in the outfield? I think they should let him just play the outfield. Seems to be the way they're going to go. And let the, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Is Korean? Is a Korean guy the shortstop? Oh, Kim. Kim, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Kim is like a guy I don't mind really having on my team. He brings some different things. Bat him number nine. Hey, I don't know. The Asian guys, dude. The Asian guys. Oh, yeah. Cronenworth is is the second baseman, right? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Might yes. have to cut that out. The bell the Brandon, was, Brandon, the bell was a nice pickup. Jury, even too. Jury's still having a monster year, man. I, I would love a, for us to get to see a full year of Soto. Like that team together. Right. Right. Tatis, Soto, Machado, right in the top of the order there. Jerkson yeah, yeah. Profar leading off. Like, With the pitching just... staff, too. Like, let's not kid her. Profar leading off. <laughs> Profar leading <laughs> off, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That pitching staff is lethal, man. Like, mm. if Snell was able to put it together this year, too, like, that's ridiculous. Musgrove, yeah. Darvish, Snell, Benea, like, that's unbelievable. And Clevenger, how do you mention Clevenger yet either, right? Like, yeah, just phenomenal. And I think every one of them were traded pitchers too, right? They didn't, there's not one homegrown guy there. Yeah. I'd really like to see San Diego do well just to reward the GM for yeah, doing something trying, that was trying. in the best interest of the league and their fans. Like, it's like just this whole pragmatism thing. And I, I'm sick of fans who accept, like, Oh, we're just doing the smart thing. We're, like, this is not what sports is about. Sports is about doing crazy things and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want a GM who takes a gamble sometimes. These are these, This is what gets you really excited. Like, we're going to get to see this guy's on our team now. Not just sit on their ass and, and just This guy's done it like thing. four years in a row, too, hasn't he? Isn't Preller like Yeah, and he's, you know what? Every yeah. year, right? And he's swung and missed sometimes, too. Right, it, that Kimball deal. It's a lot more fun to to watch though then exactly. he made that Kimball deal I think like the eve of of the start of the season or something too didn't he make a big swing for getting Craig Kimball and somebody else one year and then like you think it didn't work out in their favor they, you think they haven't sold a billion tickets too and baseball's relevant in San Diego you know what I mean wow. of course it is just getting just getting Soto alone like he had a standing ovation for the guy his first at bat right like, yeah you'd love to see a reward because you know the guys in the athletic aren't going to write about it no or like they're just all these guys are just gonna sit back and well because it's not it's too it's not smart it's not this the smart analytical smart you know, i guess under the radar analytical guy yeah yeah yeah. it's like yeah. i told you before when i was they were the guy came on and was talking about how bo bichette this year is actually pretty similar to last year. If you look at this, if you look at wins created plus, or, you know, blah, he's pretty close to where he I'm like, holy fuck, guys, stop. You're trying too hard. You're just trying too hard. I mean, he hasn't had a good year and the team hasn't either. Like, why we got to keep trying to act smarter than that? Like, you, you don't need, sometimes you just need to watch. You don't need to, you know, yeah. like, there's nothing you can do to justify it's a frustrating thing about analytics is that people realize, like, try to use it as like this is like a puritanical pursuit of the youth, of uh, the truth. Right. Uh, I should say. And too often, what you see is getting sliced and diced and everything just to cover up an emotional need. Like, you need to feel like this is something you you don't want your team to be feeling because you're attached to your GM. So you come up with some stat based on yeah. something that supports it, but you're abstracting a truth right and it's just and it's always over and over and over again what do we see in sports with like now they're having reviews on balls and strikes practice in the minors and stuff like that it's just like grow the grow the hell up emotionally accept that sports 
provide some adversity and just enjoy the damn ride. Cause it's right. not about being perfect. That's not it. That's why the dome sucks because it's what it's perfectly cement and plastic. It has no kind of substance or interest to it, you know? And no airflow. No hot it is in a day yeah. in August today. That's, <laughs> That's true. It's like, true. Give, me some it... damn, give me some damn wind, man. Yeah, <laughs> the AC right is now. not fantastic there. I'm, you at know a, what? I'm at a sardine can beside two guys in this in the stadium. I got no wind going me whatsoever. So. You know what I think the problem was for a long time is uh, with the AC. From what I was told, when Mal was employed by them, they just needed him to grab the air conditioner and shake it a little bit more often. <laughs> And that would have fixed everything. Nobody like asked. the call I would go out. Like, yeah, exactly. Do you want me to be shaking uh, have you tried Brett Laurie in the in the in the bathroom there? Right? <laughs> have, you whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, have you tried turning it on and off? Have you tried turning it on and off? Are we just gonna let are we gonna let Jesse just float out there? You should have tried shaking Brett Lowry in the, the bathroom. I said he was too busy shaking <laughs> Brett Lowry yeah, in the bathroom right. anyway. Being, being shaken. Being shaken. Right, right. Being shaken, yeah. Hey, yeah. Speaking of ball games, we have to go to a game in September, Bison's game. Okay. Come come on. Like we, we gotta make Bison's? You sure it's not over in uh No, August, no, they they're now not this year. I, they're going full because they contracted minor leagues and stuff. I think they go full way through. Okay. I'll pull this, the, the schedule right now. Hold on a sec. We'll, we'll do this live on air. <laughs> yeah, this will be really exciting. More exciting than a trade for sure. Organizing. Yeah, we don't, want, we don't want trades. We don't want trades live on air. Come on. I've cross-referenced my schedule, but. <laughs> You're busy? You got a lot of things coming up here? Or? No, I probably missed out on it. It's like, you know, I've had worked one of the last 12 days, but now it's going to get a little busier. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. This Sunday's at uh, the movie too, right? You're telling me about the. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm out of town. So. On Sunday? Oh, right. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. So, Darren, is there any other. Yeah, September. September, they got games. They got a Thursday yeah. one o'clock game. I'm going to see what I'm working there. When? Thursday, September the eighth. Oof, that's a tough one for me. Bills, oh, is it? Bills home up. The Bills' first game of NFL season on a Thursday. Who cares about this? One in the afternoon. Well, oh, night, it'll, it'll be beers and fucking. Dude, you made me go to a playoff, uh, a Bison's game and a Leaf playoff day. Remember that? That was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I so was wearing my Leaf jersey and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I can't do that game. We'll, we'll figure. Out. Okay, t- I, I we, appreciate we're already in. We're already in Buffalo. We can just tailgate the game. Well, or at Pearl Park Street is Buffalo. Yeah, I was just saying at Pearl Street. Not at, <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's not out of the question. Let's okay, we'll figure something. We'll figure, we figure have something. To somehow behave. Um, but there is lots. It does look like there's lots of games though in September. So the yeah. whole schedule, like Mel was saying, so. Yeah, okay. we got to go to a Bison's game. We just have to. Cool. For sure. If right, the Braves sure. are in town, so Goins is in the lineup. You got DFA, man. He's not anymore. Oh, did he get uh, DFA? Well, yeah. yeah but that, he'll, no, 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 no. He'll be back. Nobody's claiming. He'll be, he'll be no, back. He'll be, there. Roster, he'll be with the Braves. Rosters expand, right? Rosters expand. No, he'll, he'll be, be with the Triple A team. Yep. You're right. Yep. You know what? Good for him for getting the career Damn right. got out of uh, limited kind of skill set. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we'd all kill for it, right? Yep. So, all right, boys. 
All right, man. Have a yeah. good night, guys.